hello and welcome. We are back and it is Trucking Answers on the Pod where you only have to get me through your ear holes. You do not have to see me through your eyeball holes. So, and that's pretty awesome. I think, hey, it's Mark. I'm your podcast host and I'm here with Gracie, my co-host. And uh, she's not going to do much talking today because she's very exhausted from after her morning nap. She's now taking her uh, early afternoon nap. So uh, that's what we're doing here. It's the Tuesday version where I wrap up some of the Monday things and then go on to Tuesday and other things. And uh, that's what we do here. So I want to uh, bring you a country. This podcast has currently been downloaded in 31 countries all right, in 49 states. So um, I get a list of those countries. And here's a country. Slovakia is the country. This podcast has been downloaded one time. In Slovakia, one time. So, Slovaks out there, the one person, thank you very much for downloading. I wish somebody from one of these um, countries where there's just a few people would email me. Somebody over there is listening. Maybe they don't understand me. Does anybody know Slovakian and can translate this podcast? I could perhaps double or even triple my audience in Slovakia, and uh, that could be pretty helpful. I'd really appreciate that. Hey, you know what a podcast needs? It needs sponsors. That's right. Did you know podcasting costs money? It does. This podcast could use a sponsor. So if you're a trucking company, contact me for a sponsorship. But hey, if you work at a trucking company, because it's probably listed by drivers, and you like your company, you think, hey, it's a pretty good company. They need some drivers. Why don't you tell them to contact me? And then I will pay you a finder's fee if they come on as a sponsor. How about that as a deal? And we can get some good information out to drivers from companies. I think that's a great way to do it. That keeps the podcast cruising right along. And even more podcasts possibly because the more you do, the more it costs. So uh, we could do it that way too. So uh, that's just the facts of life as uh, Blair would say. And so uh, that's how it is here. So let's uh, go into a tweet that I read. And uh, I'm over there on Twitter. For people that don't know, I'm on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the website, trickinganswersnation.com. Uh, you know, this podcast is everywhere. Wherever you're listening to it, it's there. Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, right? Uh, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. Android. So I'm just everywhere and uh, wherever where you want to be. And that's probably going to be trademarked, so I can't say that. A driver wrote a tweet and said, look, this is what he said. Uh, basically, I don't exactly have it written down, but I do remember the last part. He said, um, I was going to take my kid to school this morning, but a $2,050 load popped up. Trucking crushes your body and your soul. That's what he wrote. And a number of people commented back to him. I did not. I was reading the comments. And they said, oh, don't worry about it. And uh, uh, your kid understands. And uh, one person said this. Uh, they said about themselves, my dad always told us that work came first. And I thought, what the heck kind of dad says that to their kid? Hey, you know what, kid? You are second in my, you're not even important you're not even as important as a job that would just as soon fire me as look at me. What kind of ridiculous garbage are people spewing to people out there? You know, here's the thing. If you work in any industry, I don't care what it is you're doing, and your job crushes your soul, you should leave that job immediately. 
All right. You should leave that job immediately. And it is not okay that you choose your job over your family. You tell that kid, well, you know, I'd like to, but there's money to be made over here. So uh, why don't you get yourself to school? We do what is important to us. Okay. And you can say whatever you want. Mark uh, needs to make the money or whatever. Where you are in your life is a result of the choices you've made up to that time. All right, and you could make other choices. And you know how I know that? Because if a doctor told you that in seven days you will die if you do not stop driving a truck, but if you stop driving a truck, you will live, you know, the rest of your life, 30, 50 years, however old you are. I bet within seven days you would stop driving a truck and find something else to do. I bet if, if you believe that doctor and you thought, you know what, he's right. That doctor is telling me the truth. You would find something else to do okay i don't want to hear that there's no other choice there is always a choice always so when you tell your kid hey you know what this thing this crushes my soul but i'm gonna go do it because it's more important than you at least be honest with yourself that bothers me more about people than anything they're not honest they're not honest with other people, and they're not honest with themselves. Okay? Just say, look, that's more important to me than you are. Be honest. You look good. You know what? I like you, but there's other important things to do. Other things that are more important than you. All right? So just be honest about it. Say, look, that takes a backseat to me. I don't care. You know, and uh, don't tell me about money, because if I sent your kid money, does that make me your kid's dad? And if you say no, then I would say, well, what does? <laughs> oh, it's the time I spend. It's my interaction. Exactly. Exactly. Sending money proves nothing. Go make money somewhere else. Do not gripe on Twitter that your choice is crushing your soul. It's your choice. Don't do it. Right? I don't make any bones about the fact that I only work about, you know, I log 37 to 38 hours a week, generally right in there. Every week, that's it. That's it. Why? I'm not going to go to any more jobs that take all my time up. Okay? I'm not. And I live just like other people. Because once you draw a line in the sand, if there's something you want to do, you draw a line in the sand. You say, you know what? This is all I will accept out of my life. You know, because you get exactly what you will tolerate, okay? You get what you will tolerate out of life, no matter what it is. So do not tolerate something that crushes your soul. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you make pizzas, you drive a truck, or you're the head of some gigantic company. It doesn't matter to me. Something that crushes your soul, no way is that worth doing. You know, you only get one shot through life, one chance, one opportunity. I think somebody famous said that, right? <laughs> to uh, go through life. So don't crush your soul doing it. Go do what moves you, what makes you live, what lights you up. Holy mackerel. Don't go on Twitter and gripe about a choice you make when you leave your kid so that somebody will put dollars in your pocket. Don't do it. All right. I don't want to hear about it and neither does the rest of Twitter. On that note, it is Truck Driver Appreciation Week. <laughs> Look how we did that. And what it said, I read an article and it said, expect to be to expect to get appreciated more than usual. I mean, who gets appreciated at all? 
most drivers go without appreciation. Okay, you expect to get appreciated more than usual. I don't feel like I'm appreciated really at all. The public can, you know, post, put banners up every once in a while. Oh, we love drivers. But, uh, you know, I've just done my job like always through all this and before. And um, I don't find that there's any more or less appreciation than normal. And now I said that I would follow up with this. And we are partway through the week. It is Tuesday and my company has done nothing. And they've made no announcement. There's not a post up at work on the bulletin board. They've not sent a message out. They haven't done anything. And that's what I predicted. And I still predict that this week, that nothing will be done at the most. There'll be a cookout, which um, it is possible that I didn't hear about it because they know I can't come to it. But uh, it is possible that there could be a cookout during the day. I could go to it. I'm not going to. Okay. I don't do things for work that do not pay me. All right, and I don't recommend anyone else do that either. A cookout on my free time, I don't go to because I don't get paid to do it. If they want me to come over and get a hamburger, they have to pay me because this is my time. And if I was overeating a hamburger, I couldn't be doing this podcast. And I would much rather do this because eating a hamburger for free with people I don't really like at a job that is only, you know, marginal at best, um, it sort of crushes your soul. So I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'd rather go buy a hamburger and have it delivered. So, uh, so there you go with that. But I don't anticipate anything happening. Uh, last year, they made a big deal about it and said, oh, we'd love to do something. I love this, right? Uh, but we can't because distancing and so we can't do anything. You know, that's when they made the biggest deal when they couldn't actually do anything, even though they really could have. Uh, you know, they could put make a hamburger and then have them sitting there and you go get it. And they and besides cookouts are generally held outdoors because they don't recommend you doing a cookout in a building. <laughs> so uh, I don't think they should do that. But this year, I don't think we'll get anything. Over the years, I've gotten a few little things. I got an LED flashlight once, but they didn't give it to me. It was just sitting. <laughs> They're like, when you go get your paperwork, there'll be a flashlight sitting there. They can't even be bothered to stay in that. You know, that w I would really appreciate if they would do that and stay. Not all of us start, you know, at eight in the morning or whatever, like the office people do. But it's Truck Driver Appreciation Week. I'd like to know what your company is doing, if anything. I recommended Speedway or some other kind of gift card for gas. I thought that would be a very good thing. Most drivers certainly use gas to come to work, so it's something everybody could use and would appreciate. But I don't think they're going to do anything, uh, personally. I've heard about this. A number of drivers have asked me about cell phone jammers. Are truck stops using cell phone jammers? I asked that on the live show and didn't get a lot of response. So I'll ask it here. If I don't get a response, I'll just assume it's not happening. I actually assume it is not happening. To be honest with you, it's illegal to uh, jam a cell phone signal. FCC regulations do not allow it. And so some people said, well, they do that to make you use the Wi-Fi. I don't know about that. You know, Wi-Fi and your cell signal are two different things. So I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. When you get a group of phones together like that they do they jam up the tower because the tower can only handle so much traffic at one time so at a large truck stop where there's hundreds of people and they're all accessing the same tower because they're all you know within a few hundred feet of each other that can slow the signal down or seem like you don't have a signal and it's really not the truck stop jamming the signal so um if somebody knows of a truck stop jamming the signal as opposed to just too much traffic on the tower I'd like to know that. I don't know exactly how you'd find that out. I guess you could get a uh, meter.
that would read that signal coming out. But uh, it's got to be jammed, not just because there's a bunch of drivers in one close area all hitting the same tower, which I think is probably what drivers are experiencing. Um, and that is reducing their signal strength and all that kind of thing. So cell phone jammers, I don't know. I just don't think so. Hard to believe, but the American Trucking Association agrees with my position <laughs> against government mandates. Can you believe that we're on the same side? Chris Spear and me are joining hands and uh, in a big man hug, and, um, <laughs> and we're going to go together and say, government mandate, no thank you. So ironically, the ATA may for its first time actually assist drivers instead of assisting large companies by opposing the governmental mandate just proposed by President Joe Biden, known truck driver and uh, extraordinaire. Because this would affect companies. Now in Canada, they have some mandates and they did exempt drivers. All right. They exempted transportation, uh, you know, over the road drivers. So that could happen here. I think it's a possibility. The ATA does have a lot of power. That's how they get a lot of these stupid rules passed. But they could get this where they say, look, and they'll go put the screws to some, uh, you know, weak congressman or whatever and say, look, let's get truck drivers at least at least over the road drivers exempted, at least if not all drivers, but certainly OTR drivers, because Look, let's face it, it's impossible to test over the road drivers every week. What would happen is it would be a mandate to get the shot, period. And I saw just the thing now, now we're down to 26%. But 26% of drivers said they would either quit or make the company fire them. So I think that's pretty interesting. Remember, what you could do is go work at a smaller company. There's always that option. Almost every company is a smaller company, right? Even though we know the large carriers. 90 something percent of companies are small under 100 employees under 100 drivers so you could certainly go and look for those they're all over the place right you barely can shake a uh, ferret around and not hit one of them so they're all over the place that's another option you don't absolutely have to leave the industry you could go buy your own truck some people said they would do that there's a lot of things you could do leaving the industry is not one that you would have to tolerate but i think the ata uh working together with me Ah, that's funny when I say it like that. Could could get uh, truck driver Joe Biden to uh, exempt to exempt over the road drivers, and they had a couple of good questions like, is the mandate only for approved uh, vaccines, not for experimental use? Only Pfizer's approved at the moment. Keep that in mind. So that was another good question. Uh, who pays for the testing? You know, who pays while you sit and wait for the results, all that kind of thing. Those were all up in the air. So we'll see what happens. We're going to follow it. I don't know how far it's going to go. I don't know if it's going to make its final destination or what will happen, uh, what exactly will happen to it. Now, this will lead into the automotive section. And uh, then, of course, we'll talk about a reason why we're not on Mars. There was an electric truck, all right, semi in Europe. All right. Remember the you know, as we have the final countdown. Uh, so in Europe, now this is a cab over truck, and I don't know if you've seen these. I think Angelica Larson's channel, which is a YouTube channel, she drives this kind of truck. So there are actually trucks in her videos. Okay, so you can go look at those. It's a, like a cab over on a, a, fr a long frame, and that has a box. Like, I don't know, 20 or 26 feet or so. And then that is attached to a trailer, which 
has another box that's the same size. Um, kind of works like, you know, um, the bus system. So your tractor would have three axles and then the trailer has two more axles. That's how I've seen these things work. So that's how hers works. Now, so what they did is take just the truck part, no trailer. It went 683 miles on a single charge. All right. And you say, well, that's nothing. Well, I will tell you, that is, in fact, a Guinness World Record for a semi on a single charge. That A truck that is usable, you know, a usable truck, a road-legal truck. Here's the thing. All right, is this real-world testing? Well, first off, it wasn't pulling a trailer. It didn't have any freight. It was on a track, a one-and-a-half-mile oval track. Two drivers switched off every four or four and a half hours, which is not unusual. Also, they went 31 miles an hour, steady speed. So remember, the track doesn't have lights or traffic or anything. So 31 miles an hour, all right, which is 212 hectokilometers in the metric because it was in Europe. And that's it. Around a track, one and a half mile oval track. No stops, no slowdowns, no traffic, no nothing. And it made 683 miles. I'll tell you this. I was thinking about it. If I went 31 miles an hour in my Sonic, I'd probably get 50 or more miles to the gallon, 55 miles to the gallon. You know, I could get, uh, I don't know, 600-something uh, miles maybe, six 700 miles. So that does, what does that prove, though? Nothing. <laughs> you can't go 31 miles an hour steady for 683 miles without a stoplight you know it stopped every four hours or whatever that's ridiculous it shouldn't even be a record that doesn't prove anything that proves nothing nothing and they said well they're crosswinds but it doesn't matter because you're going all four directions every minute or two every couple of minutes three minutes so you're getting a headwind but then you get a tailwind so it doesn't make any difference because you're going around in a basically a circle but it did make the Guinness World Record. It didn't say what kind of truck it was, and I couldn't really see. I think it's an, uh, a man, M-A-N, but I'm not sure what kind of truck it was. Either way, not that great of a test. And that brings us to automotive and the electric car. <laughs> President Joe Biden, again, a known truck driver and electric car enthusiast, now is proposing an extra $4,500 tax credit above the $7,500 tax credit on electric cars but the 4500 is only for union made cars isn't that great uh so cars made that in a union plant will get the credit and who's mad about it <laughs> nissan right came out against it toyota tesla <laughs> they all came out who's for it ford gm and stellantis which is chrysler as we used to call it they're all for it even though chrysler doesn't have a full electric car so uh, that's pretty awesome. Also, Tesla said, hey, you know what? What about Ford with their Mach-E? Why do they get the credit? Because it's going to get the credit. Did you know this? The Mach-E, for those of you that didn't know, which is Ford's electric car, is made in Mexico. Hecho in Mexico. So at a non-union plant, that 50-some thousand dollar electric car. All right. <laughs> and the administration said, oh, you know what? Ford is such good buddies. They can get it on that car, too, for five years. True story. And Tesla's like, what? We make cars in the United States. Um, we can't get it. And they said, no, you're not getting a plant over there. So uh, awesome. 
pretty awesome. I will tell you, it's like everything else. If you have to force people to get something, how good is it? And if you have to bribe people to buy an electric car, how good is it? Not great, <laughs> right? Otherwise, people would just buy them without all these tax credits. So forcing them on people, foisting them on people, uh, I'm not a fan of that. The plant here just made an announcement. It was in the news. I live in a beautiful Lafayette, Indiana, where the world headquarters of Trucking Answers is located. And I have a Subaru plant. The only Subaru plant in the United States is here in Lafayette. And they are the biggest employer for probably 50 miles. There's six or 7,000 people that work there. Well, guess what? They aren't going to be working half days coming up because they cannot get computer chips. So the good thing even though it is a non-union plant, they will be paid for a full day's work, eight hours, no matter if they work six hours, four hours, two hours, it won't matter. So nobody's going to lose any money in the plant, which is good, but they are not going to be making as many cars. If you go to a, any car dealer, I keep telling you this, just go look around. There's no cars around. <laughs> just nothing to buy. So I hope your car's going to last you a while. They're talking 2023 for the chip shortage, and uh, I'm on top of it here because uh, the Subaru plant is the biggest employer in town. And, of course, the city bus does not go there. The public transport that everybody wants to use, it doesn't go there. It doesn't go to most of the large employers. Wabash National, uh, which is here in town, does not go. Uh, Alcoa, gigantic aluminum plant, does not go. Fairfield Manufacturing, they make gears and that kind of thing, does not go. <laughs> so uh, there's, a, there's a GE plant um they where they make engines they don't go it doesn't go rolls royce of all things has an aircraft plant here engines doesn't go so uh beautiful take public transport except you can't get anywhere can't get anywhere on it unless you want to go to the mall which you do you know in case you need something hot topic people ask me mark they go mark what's the best commuter car to get should i get an electric car to commute in no all right unless you can charge it at work i would say no so depending on how you drive, do you do a lot of stop and go driving and drive less than, you know, maybe 50 miles a round trip to commute to work? Then your car is the Chevrolet Volt, the Volt, because you plug it in at home on a 110 plug and you get around 50 to 55 miles on a charge before the engine kicks in. Then it has an engine. You can continue to drive it on gas uh, really across the country as far as you want. But for most of your commuting needs, it will run only on electric power at full speed. All It has heated seats and everything. So it, all those things run on electric only. But you go, but Mark, I commute a long distance. There are people here in town that commute all the way to Indianapolis and back. That would be 120 mile round trip a day. And the Volt doesn't do super good on gas. So I think for longer distance commuting, your choice is the 2018 Chevrolet Cruze diesel manual. And uh, you're going to look at in the mid 60 mile per gallon range on that for long distance commuting. It'll last you forever. Starting in 17, the diesel was redesigned. They didn't have one in 16. Um, and then 17 and the new body, it's a redesigned diesel. It uh, gets better mileage. It has more horsepower. The 18 is the only year you can get an RS package and the stick, as I say, and that is definitely the one you're going to want to get for long-distance commuting. They are hard to find. I looked on Auto Trader. There's only a few of them available right now across the country, partly because I think people are keeping their cars, too, because there's just nothing to trade it in on. 
but that's the way to go long distance. If you want a long distance, and of course you can cruise the country with that or whatever, co coast to coast. Diesel's available everywhere. It's not like you can't get it. Go to any gas station. Pretty much all have auto diesel. It's not any problem getting it. That would be the car I would get for long distance commuting. I want to talk to you about a reason we are not on Mars. All right, there are many reasons. This is yet another one. Dateline, Cleveland, Ohio. So here's a dude. It always starts with a dude. Isn't that something? It's some dude or a couple of dudes. Now, this does not involve any buttocks, so you don't have to worry about that. So this guy says, you know what? He goes down to the DMV that day and renews his license, you know, and pays for that or whatever. And then he's back home and he's like, hmm, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to rob a bank. <laughs> Dang it. You know, you got to get one of those note taking apps or whatever so you can get all your stuff because that wastes gas. You don't want to make multiple trips. But he's like, oh, got to do it. Goes, puts his shoes back on, uh, you know, and says, all right, trudges down to the bank writes out a note give me all your money or whatever i didn't say what the note said that's what i'd assume that's what i'd probably write give me the money i'll put it all in the bag and i'm out of here and no die packs you always put that because if you write that on there they're not legally allowed to put a die pack in there because you told them not to so um <laughs> that's just the rules so he hands the teller the note uh she gives him 200 and six dollars all right which is what she had in her drawer people don't realize they don't keep like fifty thousand dollars in the drawer if you need more money they go in the back and go get it you know i assume there's some person there with a visor in the back that counts it out to them wearing a visor and says uh, here you go michael and he leaves yes she called him by his name why well it turns out the note he wrote was on the back of the receipt he got at the DMV for his license, which had his name and address on it. Yes. Also, she knew him because he is a customer at that bank. It's his freaking bank in his town. So... He leaves with his $200. They call the police and they do what? They go to his house and arrest him. I guess his next stop, again, like many of these, were a Mensa meeting, which he is going to miss. <laughs> okay. Here, the moral of the story do not rob a bank. You know, use a blank sheet of paper to write notes out on. And do not touch the paper with your bare hands. And do not go to a bank of which you are go in all the time and are a customer because the teller may know you all right they may actually know who you are that is a yet another reason why we're not on mars and this person will not be joining us on mars because he's in a federal prison they get serious about bank robbery this was easy it's one of the most solved crimes in the united states okay robbing a bank it's the thing I would tell you, you shouldn't commit crimes at all all right really but robbing a bank, no. They are very serious about catching bank robbers because they don't want people robbing banks. It's, it has a very high percentage of being solved, and it is a federal crime, no matter if you get $2 million or $200, uh, like Michael here from Cleveland. 
So he will be uh, spending some time spending his money on honey buns at prison because they are the most ordered thing in prison. I actually saw that on a show, Cops. They talked to a guy, and he's like, yeah, they love honey buns in here, uh, prisoners. They're apparently very delicious in prison. So, And I'll give you that, you know, prisoners. You got it going on. They're pretty good, pretty good. Okay, so that's the story of why we're not on Mars. And uh, that is the uh, wrap-up today of the uh, wonderful, another uh, Grammy-nominated, possibly, podcast for today, submitted for their consideration. Remember, this podcast needs sponsors so that it can continue to grow and just get out there. So um, let your company know, and uh, we'll go Finder's feed to uh, get a sponsor on the podcast so we can keep it uh, rocking and rolling only through your ear hole. Tell them, look, they can get their message through people's ear holes and no other holes. And uh, nothing says says podcast like ear hole I, don't, I have no idea that sounds like a great bumper sticker all right i'm gonna go back to reading some uh weird tweets everybody be safe out there and we'll be back soon with another podcast thanks for listening